Hey world, my name is Sir. And I'm Modern Malcolm. We are the hosts of Negroes You Don't Like podcast, also known as NYDL. We are black husbands and fathers who are married, and yes sisters, to black women. We are your everyday man's intellectual and more opinionated than the guy who sits around at the barbershop talking shit for hours and never gets a cut. We want to empower our communities and spread knowledge with best practices to hand off the baton to the ones next up. Only one major challenge, we can't do it alone. Calling out everyone who wants to pass on a stronger legacy to start right here on Patreon with us. Get exclusive access to unreleased episodes and extended episodes we like to call Loose Ends. Or whatever other fly that we could think of. Simply search for Negroes you don't like on Patreon and click join to tap in. Reminder, you may not like us, but you'll learn to respect and support what we stand for. Peace. Peace. Let, let, let me tell you something. Y'all don't messed up now. When I found out we was getting stimulus checks, there was a lot of emotions that ran through my body. But the one that I held on to the most was wanting to own CNN for at least a week, just at least a week, because I wanted an inside scoop into all the ignorance that was about to take place in all the hoods and trailer parks across America. When I tell you, I already know, because me, myself. I had an ignorant thought. I was like, you know what? How can I pay homage to the government cutting this check? I thought about going to Popeye's, dipping that spicy chicken sandwich in edible gold and eating it right in front of the Capitol. The stimulus has brought out the best in Americans and the worst in Americans. What say you, sir? <laughs> dip it in gold <laughs> right in front edible of the gold. Capitol. Right, right there, I'm, the eat, Capitol, yo, man. I'm eating the stimulus money on the steps. <laughs> Let's get it. Check this out, bro. This is the first time people who were not on some form of government assistance got a small taste of what it felt like to get a check. And honestly, bro, a lot of us ain't know how to act. We was like, oh, shit, <laughs> we section eight living. We, mama, we made it. <laughs> hey, world, welcome to another episode of NYDL. Negroes you don't like. Hey, Martin Malcolm, talk to him. This episode, definitely, man, we want to talk about stimulus flexing. And we just want to talk about all the various ways that the stimulus had an impact in this country. And it was definitely something that we've never seen before. And before we do that, before we get into all those different ways that it manifested itself in this country, let's do a brief background on what the payments were and what the payout dates were and how people were paid. There was a $1,200 per person payment. And that was that was disbursed in April of 2020. You had a $600 per person payout that happened between December 2020 and January 2021. And we and the last payment we had was a $1,400 per person payout that was disbursed in March 2021. Now, if you're if you are a single person with no dependents, you received $3,200. Who qualified? $3,200. 3200 bro. 3200 tax-free. Per person. Per person. Per person. Wow. Per, man, listen. It was a whole lot of people loving their kids like they never loved them before. <laughs> <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Yo, yo, you know when you put your kids to sleep, you give them that, that hug? 
I know it was it was some motherfuckers that was holding a little bit tighter. Like, man, you the one, you the Neo. Man, boy, who said having kids would never pay off, right? But literally, right. So in these payouts, uh, you had to meet certain qualifications. So I'm going to go over who qualified. Generally, you were eligible for the first economic impact payment. If you are a U.S. citizen or U.S. resident alien, you were not claimed as a dependent of another taxpayer and have a Social Security number valid for employment. Payments issued to individuals whose adjusted gross income, also known as your AGI, did not exceed $150,000 if married and filing a joint return. One hundred twelve thousand, one hundred twelve five hundred, if filing as head of household, or seventy-five thousand for eligible individuals using any other filing status. Now, I saw this in the headlines, and I kind of laughed because I was like, I can't even believe like this is something that people are talking about. But hey, I'm not mad at it. I understand. If you are incarcerated. If you were incarcerated during the time that they were giving out stimulus payments, depending on when you got incarcerated, that time that you had that you lived up too much in club lived on a Sunday, you could qualify for the stimulus payments. IRS cannot deny you a stimulus as long as you meet the initial critical criteria to get a stimulus payment. Now that I didn't know, man, even my brothers in jail, prison got paid. Brothers and sisters in jail locked what? up with the stimmy. What? The stimmy on the rush card. You heard? That's crazy. <laughs> hey, hey, everybody was eating good in jail, man. <laughs> it was no yo. more oodles or noodles. <laughs> yo, my man was like, yo, everybody, bro. Yo, che- Cheesecake Factory, let's get it. Olive That's Garden, let's crazy. get it. <laughs> yo, like we were, yo, we were wilding out on the government. Yo, God is great. Wow. Now, I know that we heard now certain people did not receive the first two payments. But if you didn't get the payments, don't worry. There was a way for you to still get paid. It was in the form of something called a recovery rebate credit. If you didn't get a first and second economic impact payment or get less than the full amount, you may be eligible to claim the 2020 recovery rebate credit and must file a 2020 tax return, even if you don't usually file a tax return. So, my man, sir, there was numerous ways to get paid. You can get it direct deposited. You can get a mail in a check. Hell, they'll send it to you on a debit card. Everybody was living high on the government, man. What did it feel like when you saw those numbers hit your bank account? So, first off, I didn't think it was it was it was real at first when I heard about it. You know, like <laughs> you thought listen, it was a conspiracy theory. Come on, man. You know how I am with all these things, man. Everything's a conspiracy to me, right? So, first off, man, when you when you truly Think about it. You're like, when has the government ever truly done anything on this of this magnitude? And, For the middle and, class. Yeah. And, and, and the more time went on, I started hearing people saying, yo, I got my money. I'm like, no, it, oh, it came in. So, you know, what you start doing is you start calling around. You call your cousins, your aunties, your uncles, your parents like, hey, you know, did you get that check yet? And when you started hearing that people all around you were getting checked, you're like, wow, this is actually happening. Bro, I, it, it was unbelievable. Like, I couldn't even, bro, it didn't seem real, man. Like. To, to see those numbers drop into your bank account without you physically having to actually work for it or, or, or do anything at all from the government? Unheard of, bro. Man, let me tell you, I knew it was real when the first person that I knew who made more than $30,000 a year told me they got it. 
Because honestly, like you, I thought it was a joke. I was like, oh, this is for lower income people, you know, Section 8, whatever. You know, this is some some way to stimulate the lower end of the economy. When I seen like a working professional get it, I said, oh, man, we in it. Huh. And that I makes sense, though. That you makes sense. Your, your mind, like the way that you understood it, initially thinking that it was just for, for the lower class, lower lower half of America. That makes a lot of sense. But, and, you know, to a degree, I was, I was feeling the same way until, like you said, you started seeing that everyone was getting it. You know, whether it be your boss, your, your employer, or 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 people of a higher status were getting it. And you're like, whoa, what's going on here? This is literally uh, America was getting paid from the government. 100%. Now, the backdrop of all this is, of course, we know that the pandemic was taking place. So it was a scary time for all of us. And you did have a lot of people who were suffering in various ways. So although we were surprised to get it, I think we were surprised because we don't expect much from the government. And Facts. the government, the government usually doesn't do anything to benefit the middle class very much. If anything, Facts. the middle class is where the majority of the taxes are paid and the benefits go to the lower class and the upper class get tax cuts. So it's the middle class who actually carry the weight of America. So what I was surprised by is one, we finally got it. And then two, it was how seamless it was. Like we didn't have to do anything. All you did was file your taxes and the money went into your account. So I was definitely, I was pleasantly surprised by it. And my wife was pleasantly surprised by it. But at the same time, I'm looking around the country and I'm like, oh man, this is going to lead to some very interesting discussions and some very interesting activity. Hmm. Um, What was your first initial thought when the money hit your account? What was like your, what was like your first impulse buy or, or something that you really wanted to do, even if you couldn't do it? Man, let me tell you, you know, when you first get that check, you know, the first thing that you're starting to think of is obviously getting something for yourself, for a loved one. You know, if you're in a relationship for your significant other, maybe for your kids, but mainly for yourself. So for me overall, you know, I just started thinking about, okay, I needed a new tablet. I was in the market for an iPad. So listen, that was the first thing that crossed my mind, you know, not to mention I also went to the malls and I just wanted to look around and just see what was going on around me. My man was scoping the scene. I was scoping the scene. Trust me. Let me tell you this, bro. I never seen the lines at Gucci and Louis Vuitton (laughs) so long in my life. I ain't bro. never seen those lines, those lines so long in my life, bro. But but where the hell were they going? You was, <laughs> you was buying that shit to take it back to your house, and you and that damn Gucci bag was was going back in quarantine at like, home. What was it for? Like at home, bro, taking selfies with their Gucci bags on at home, bro. I mean, God. it was crazy, man. Like, and I just remember like going out to WalMarts. I mean, I knew I knew when that check hit because you can really tell just by looking at the lines just at Walmart alone. You the knew when energy, that check man. hit. The energy. Like, there was one Walmart specifically. The line started from from the entry door, and it went almost half a mile around the Walmart of people waiting to get in. And that's when I knew it was official. That check just hit. Golly. But listen, you know, I knew it hit because shit. I started getting more confident. You know what I'm saying? You just started walking around. Hey, man, you know, I got left. <laughs> I got a little extra change. I wish a motherfucker would. Oh, you know what man. I'm saying? But nah, just definitely, I, I definitely co-sign with you. Going at the store, going around the stores, seeing everybody out there making purchases. And to be honest with you, you know, we are joking about it. But a lot of people were affected during this pandemic. A lot of people did lose their jobs. And really, right now, I want to talk about the kinds of jobs that were impacted during the pandemic. The majority of those jobs were uh, restaurant jobs, service jobs. Big time. Right. So, you know, and 
definitely in places, you know, the big cities, uh, Florida, New York, L.A., Houston, Dallas, Chicago, Charlotte, D.C., all these big cities where tourism is fairly popular and you have a lot of well-known restaurants. You know, I didn't realize how much restaurants play an important role in employing people in the United States. I really, I really, I really didn't. I think, I think we all kind of took it for granted. And when you saw all these people staying home, bro, you were like, whoa, like, this is crazy. Like, how are these people going to survive? Like you're hearing about people saying, yo, I have no money left in my account. And, you know, we were grateful to see the money come through, but at the same time, let's not act like that shit happened quick. That shit was taking a long time. Like 97% of the, you know, hospitality industry was affected. 97%. 97%. You might as and, well say 100. Shit. You might as well. You know what? Point. Bro, I'm curious to know what the what 3% was surviving. Who the hell was that? Hey. McDonald's? <laughs> well, yeah. Popeye's. You know, McDonald's. <laughs> that's hey, what I'm saying, man. Listen, bro. Like, it got to a point where that's all you could eat. I mean, True. like, you everywhere else, everywhere else was closed on lockdown. The only places you go eat were, were fast food joints. It was crazy. For a week, bro. I got and, and when was the last time you ever heard a brother say he got tired of eating Popeye's? That's all we're eating for a week, bro. Yeah, that's actually sinful. You're the first person I've ever say that, man. I've never heard somebody say they're tired of Popeyes. Come on now, but 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 I understand. You know what I'm saying? And honestly, during the pandemic, this is the shit that kind of had me laughing. You know, kind of as a sidebar that had me laughing as well. It was like everybody was at home chef now, right? Everybody was on YouTube, like, yo, I'm about to kill this shit, man. You see how I seared that steak, nigga? You see how you know I got that ribeye looking? You know, I I got this pasta, you know, those carbonara. Bro, after about a week and a half, motherfuckers realized they really can't cook. And they was like, yo, these restaurants need to hurry and open back the fuck up. <laughs> yo, what? All, yo, all, all of these makeshift, makeshift chefs, it like it was so obvious that people really did not learn how to cook. Because once these restaurants opened back up, them shits was packed. Uber Eats was on swole. DoorDash couldn't handle it. Yo, it was nuts. And I remember when, because keep in mind, the because of, of how everything is, is set up, how, how, the, how the U.S. is set up. I, I know you had mentioned how my, how my wife is set up. Well, because of, how the, <laughs> because of how the U.S. is set up, you know, different states, they had certain plans to roll out. You know, unfortunately, you know, we're in a state that rolled out earlier as far as opening up than others. So yeah. I just remember how it was the, the transition from like, okay, 100% lockdown to, okay, let's now start to get back to normal as best as we can. And that transition itself was also difficult. Because then, now as you went out, you're now you, you've been you've been in your home for so long. It's like you had to relearn how to communicate and somewhat interact with other people. It was the weirdest thing, bro. Like yeah, you, yeah, you didn't know how to say hi to people, approach people, talk to them within right. six feet. Should I be across yeah. the street yelling at you? Like I mean, it was the craziest thing, bro. Man, let me tell you. You know, with those stimulus checks, the government should have gave everybody damn walkie talkies. Because I'm because I'm I'm gonna be honest with you, man. Yo, that was some that was some like that shit gave me anxiety, bro. Like going outside for the first time and really like talking to people and stuff. And yo, I ain't gonna lie to you. One time, and I, I know you've seen the memes, like I had to hold this cough in, bro. Cause anytime somebody coughed, it was like, yo, man, yo, down. What? Bro. And I've seen those memes, but it's real, bro. I'm telling you, whenever you heard a cough, bro, you were dropping. Drop it. I mean, you grabbing the kids, like you throwing elbows, like like you swinging at the cough, man. Like you don't know what's going on, bro. Yo, yo. I remember one time, I ain't gonna lie, man. Like it was a long ass line inside the grocery store, man. And you know, 
part of me is a little ignorant, man. But you know, it's 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 designed ignorance, you know, bro. This line was going so slow, like something was just not operating correctly. Yo, I hit him with three coughs. <clears throat> oh, bro, that shit parted like the Red Sea, bro. Got straight to the front of the line. I'm I out of here. It was, it was like a check. It was like check this guy out and get him the fuck out of here. <laughs> wow, you used the cough, you know, to start the express lane. Wow. Yeah, right, man. Yo, yo, I ain't gonna lie, bro. It's it's kind of fucked up, but yo, I had to use that shit as a weapon sometimes, bro. To, to you know, for me to get back home, man, because yo, people was acting nuts out there, man. I was like, you know what? I need to get the fuck up out of here. Move, it was man. all about survival, man. It was all about survival. So I can't be mad at you for that, man. Shoot, I wish I would have thought of that, man, because I had to stand in those damn lines. <laughs> oh no, man. I was, you know, it was it was too funny, man. And like some people knew what I was doing, they were shaking their head. Like this old lady looked at me, bro. She just shook her head. She was like, man. And I was like, yo, that's between me and God, man. Yo, y'all y'all will be all right. Shoot, and... I wish I would have used that in one particular situation, bro. I went to Walmart to grab two items. No <clears throat> lie, I was in there for two and a half hours. Two and a half hours, because when the transition first happened, the way that they did it was like they cut out all the lanes and you had to, because remember, we, we all had to be six feet apart. Walmart do that shit anyway, bro. It's about 3,000 lanes and they only hire like three fucking cashiers. So it was worse. It was it was like a hundred <laughs> times worse, bro. There's like five people ahead of you, who's, and each one of them, because you know, it's stimulus time, they each have about like six carts. And I'm like, bro, like being at Walmart, bro, it was, it was your whole day. Walmart. It was your whole day, man. And that was the only place that was open. So it's like, if you needed anything, you had to go to Walmart. Honestly, bro, once people start making a little bit of money, and I'm pretty sure I'm safe in saying this, most of us, the first place that we throw our middle fingers up to is Walmart. We get bougie and we go to Target. We just like, we ain't got to go to Walmart. <laughs> Honestly, you might do a whole podcast just on Walmart alone. Like, they got so much, so much, so much. It It is a hood staple. Like, so much world star shit happens at Walmart. You know what I'm saying? Oh, day, bro, around the clock. Man, I ain't gonna lie. You know, I work in education, so I remember when we finally went back to school and they're distributing these stimulus checks. And remember, dependents get stimulus payments as well. So I heard it. I heard it. Heard a kid say, "Man, my parents better tighten up. They better run me my stimmy." I said, "Excuse me." <laughs> I said, "Bro," I said, "Excuse me." I said, "Man," I said, "The gall of this Real. motherfucker. This man, Real said, out my here, parents man. better run me my stimmy." I said, hold on, who's living with who? That's your rent for the month. Bro. And I'm looking at the kid and I'm like, you really think your parents owe you a stimulus check? And he's like, yeah, what the hell you mean? I'm like, bro, all all year long, you know, every time you flush that toilet, that shit ain't free, right? Literally speaking. You know, every time you flip that light switch, that wasn't free. You know, that roof over your head, somebody got to pay. You know, every time you open up that fridge and you got groceries in there, them, them fire hot Cheetos your ass like to eat every day, somebody's paying for those. The person who's buying your school clothes, all these things, and you telling them to run you your stimmy? I said, boy, y'all confident, man. I said, I said, you guys are a new breed of kids. Because <laughs> me, even I couldn't imagine as a kid even thinking that I already, I, I, I already feel the sting of the slap on the back of my neck. These kids out here are aggressive, bro, with the parents. Run me my stimulus. Like these motherfuckers ain't never watched the news a day in their life. But because of Instagram, they was like, yo. Each kid, you getting this much, and now your kids. Some of these kids are coming up to the parents, and they looking at them like bail bondsmen. Like, yo, run me my money. What's up? What's good? And I'm like, yo, this is not, this is not the move. And guess what? Some parents were actually giving their kids the stimulus money. Oh, they got the game messed up. They got the game oh, no. all the way fucked up. Oh no! Oh no! I'm like, I'm like, what kind of precedent are you setting? You giving your kids money? 
but you taking care of them every day, day in, day out. I'm like, if it, and and then the worst part is, you you can kind of tell the kids that got stimulus money. You already know what happened. They went straight to Foot Locker finish line. They burned through that money so damn quick, and I'm like, damn, you got a pair of shoes to go to school and home. Aren't you fresh? Man, it's because a lot of these parents too, bro. They ain't got a backbone, man. The, the kids are the ones that are actually running the house. No, that's a whole. And now fact. to add that, that was just insult to injury right there, for real, bro. I, bro, honestly, my blood pressure raised a little bit. What I I wouldn't even think that my children would say, run me my stimulus. I'm like, okay, run your stimulus. No, I'm going to give you the stimulus. And hopefully that's enough of a security deposit to get your ass up out of here and get your own place. Straight up. Man, get out of here with that bullshit. But definitely, we definitely going to talk about that a lot more later on with these new school, new school, quote unquote, parenting and, you know, who really runs the house. But uh, definitely, sir, what you got for me on the uh, PPP? So, you know, I'm, I'm, I am an entrepreneur, you know, so I know you're coming from the education side so you're able to see it from that perspective and i'm approaching it from the from the business side and when we first heard about this ppp let me tell you something first off when the pandemic first hit keep in mind that it was not only locked down for people being at home but also locked down for all businesses yes sir. so which meant that hey if you were someone who employed other people number one how are you going to actually uh you know provide them well some some stable sense of living number two how are you going to keep the doors open as far as your business was concerned as well? Because guess what? Right. These bills don't stop just nope. because a pandemic happened. <laughs> you know, they still want their, you know, they still want the rent paid when it came to leasing, when it came to leasing an actual spot. Mm-hmm. So a couple, couple days go by and all of a sudden we start hearing, you know, people talking about this PPP, you know, PPP here, PPP there, paycheck protection program. When we found out that was dropping, let me tell you something. Wow, like the government finally came through. And you know how I get down, man. I'm like anti-government on everything. For the first time, the government got my full support because we heard this Paycheck Protection Program was rolling out. And we heard that not only could we pay our employees, we could pay ourselves, we could pay our building. Like, man, let me tell you something. This Paycheck Protection Program changed the game for for businesses because those same businesses that we spoke about, you know, those who had to close down immediately, like the, the, Mm -hmm. the hospitality industry. Right. Whether it be the hospitality industry, whether it be, you know, uh, the food and beverage, like anything related to service overall, all those industries, they were relieved from the PPP. And I'm going to tell you right now, America is still standing because of this PPP, because believe it or not, listen, majority of America, middle America, small businesses are their employer. So if you don't have small businesses around, America will fall apart. So the government, they knew they had to provide some support to the small business owners because by doing that, we were able to still keep the country together. So now you have the stimulus kick in from the, you know, from, from the consumer standpoint, and then you have the PPP kick in from the business perspective. Honestly, man, that is definitely the case. Small businesses employ, they're the heartbeat of America. So honestly, I will tell you this. I wasn't surprised that they came up with something for small businesses. Because at the end of the day, I think at that time, the Republicans were the GOP. So I knew that they were going to be focused on how to remedy the situation with small businesses. Now, with the PPP program, part of the initial issue was that the funds were getting to they were getting to small businesses. But remember, small businesses are classified like it's a lot of businesses fall under, quote unquote, small businesses. If you have. Uh, 500, if you have, I think 500 or less employees, you're considered a small business for the average person. If you can, if you can afford to pay up upwards of 500 people, you're, you're technically 
at least in 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 a layman's terms eyes you're not considered a small business you're a pretty big business right because you heard these things about shake shack getting 10 million you know millions of millions of dollars in people and they winning. hustled the game bro they hustled, they hustled so, the game bro, bro. i wasn't because that first bro, ppp killed it. It, it was it was gone in a matter of like a couple days because the bigger businesses they sucked it all up bro they took it and, all and to be honest with you i i, I don't think it's coincidence it was designed that way it was designed that way. I think I think all I think everybody who had connections in the White House was like, yo, they already knew this PPP was coming down the pipeline. And they was like, yo, you, you're going to be able to grab this money. The average person is going to take them a while to kind of figure out how to get down with this. But we're going to give you all the ins and outs. Come grab this money. It's going to make the headlines. But don't worry about it. You st- it's going to blow over because we know in America, people have a short attendance span. because right now ain't nobody talking shit about Shake Shack. If anything, people choking down their burgers. They not ain't nobody boycott Shake Shack for, for taking all that money. Man, in the in list of like, there were so many businesses on that list that got that PPP amount, that first round. And you, if, as you look down that list, man, these were all multi-million dollar companies, damn near Fortune 500 companies. And I'm like, how can you consider this to be a small business? You see what I'm saying? You know, and so after the average business owner wreaked havoc and they somewhat started complaining and then really, you know, started to make noise specifically as to how unjust this was. That's when they went back to the drawing board for the second round now to allow, you know, the small businesses to also get a piece of the pot. But that first round, let me tell you, small businesses got none of that. Yo, the first round, that was the get money round. That was the round where the money was flowing. That was the round where you didn't have to produce a whole lot of paperwork. The application was super streamlined and you was getting to the bag. That second round, I'm telling you from people that I know, yo. They were so full of shit. They were telling people, yeah, this is for the actual small business. You know, we want to include more minority businesses. We want, you know, we, we want to be more inclusive and uh, deal with smaller businesses. So we're going to open up the application process a little bit earlier for you guys. And, you know, we're going to keep every all the bigger small businesses at bay. And it's like, dog, you know how hard it was for people to get PPP the second time around? It was it was like pulling it was like pulling teeth, man. And it's like, no, it was, yo, it was hard, bro. Yo, it's, but but they full of shit. They did it. Yo, it was nothing is a coincidence, bro. All this shit is designed. How come they was able to extract millions and millions and hundreds of millions of dollars in the first round? I'm talking about at the blink of an eye, like that money was gone in like two weeks. Like, I, I don't I, I don't know. Don't quote me. Maybe not two weeks, but it was gone really quickly. But then the second round, like. If it was a faucet, it was just like a little drip. Money was just dripping out the faucet into people's hands. But the first round, that shit was an open faucet. That shit was coming down. Now, looking at it from both perspectives, whether it be from the stimulus side through the PPP side, I mean, as an American (laughs) in America, life was good. And and that's crazy because we were actually going through this process within a throughout a pandemic. But at the same time, we really didn't feel the pandemic. Aside from like all the statistics that they threw out there, people who were infected, uh, people who, you know, uh, were, were dying uh, t- to a degree. Outside of that, we really didn't feel the pandemic. So as a reality, this is probably the best pandemic as far as how we've been able to get through it and survive in history. Yes, yes. If you had to compare this to, I guess, yellow fever or, you know, when polio first hit or measles, then we did fine because a, a small percentage of our population actually died when you look at it from those numbers. So, you know, I personally don't like the way the news delivers stories like the news is supposed to deliver quality information, but so much of the news is is sensationalized and it's really to, it's really to control your emotions. And the problem with trying to control people's emotions is if you're not, 
if you're not promoting positive emotions, then these are promote these are emotions that are gonna lead people to be more anxious, lead people to be depressed, lead people to lower health outcomes. Um, so I definitely, you know, during the pandemic, it was important for us to just absorb a certain percentage of the news just to know what's going on and then cut that shit the fuck off. And remember that, you know, God is here to protect us and God gave us free will and intelligence to protect ourselves. But um no, man, it was definitely a tricky time, but you were definitely right. The stimulus did help. It did benefit a lot of people. It benefited a lot of businesses and it was definitely necessary. On that note too, I forgot to mention earlier, another thing that really, that really caught my attention throughout this pandemic, as far as the PPP uh, is concerned, was the fraud. Oh, I God mean, bless the scammers. God bless them. The fraudulent activity, my brother, let me tell you something. <laughs> Everybody had a business everybody bro i mean people yeah. you could you could you couldn't even imagine had a business bro i think this brother he got like one point something million dollars of ppp money and he went to buy him he bought himself like six trucks uh, and i think oh, no it was God. seven i think he needed one for every day of the week you know i heard people buy lambos i mean it Respect. was crazy crazy yeah. and, and but at the same time too you know it's a double-edged sword because you have those who are using it for fraudulent activity to really get ahead of the game and hustle the system but then you have those who truly need it to really sustain themselves, to stabilize themselves. But at the same time, man, the level of fraudulent activity, I mean, everybody knows of a story of how someone, you know, pimped the system. If it wasn't you, I'm sure you know someone else who did. Oh, 100%. I mean, you hear all kinds of stories. I've heard personally about people getting close to $100,000 in PPP money. And, you know, another person got 50000 another person 200000 And here's the thing. These are all done by drafting up fraudulent documents and submitting it. Cause remember the first round, they really wasn't doing no checks. They were just rushing to get that money out. So all you did was sign a paper, uh, attesting to the fact that you were giving accurate information, but here's the problem. And this is the problem. I will tell people who are scamming. Scamming is the American way. It's not necessarily my way, but it's the American way. America was built by scammers and damn it. America will go down with scammers. So, if you're going to scam this system, how in the hell do you have a business that you can't even explain to your homeboy? <laughs> what you what the hell you think is going to happen when the weight of the federal judicial system is going to weigh down on you and they're going to ask you questions? Because remember, the money that they gave out, they can come back. There's going to be a certain time frame where they get to audit this money that got sent out and they're going to be asking questions. They're going to be sending out letters. And a lot of people didn't read the loan documents that they signed at any time within a certain amount of, within a certain amount of years, the government can come back and say, Hey man, what did you use this money for? And if you can't accurately display how you use that money, then you're going to have a problem because they, they can find you. And I'm sure, I'm pretty sure some of the penalties may even include prison time. So, Hey, the brother with the seven Lambos, man, lit that shit up. Because eventually, them Lambos might turn into a prison cot. You know what's crazy, too? It was being advertised. I mean, I remember seeing commercials of people saying, look, if you need this PPP money, holla at me. You know, like, it was crazy. <laughs> like, this, I, I think I saw a commercial on YouTube where people put, putting up videos on YouTube like, hey, listen, if you, if you need this PPP money, you know, I got the plug, man. You know, I, I got the template. And I mean, everybody <laughs> was getting on it, bro. Everybody. And, you know, to a degree as well. Sometimes throughout, you know, throughout these times that we go through, you know, you get so caught up in the moment. I really don't think that people take the time to logically think, think things through. And that's solely because of the frenzy right. 
knowing that there's so mm-hmm. much money because you hear one person got 50,000, another person got 100,000, and you're like, damn, I'm broke. Everything that you would typically think of in your right state of mind, that's not happening. You're thinking about how could I get some of this? I heard stories of people with the 1099 with zero, I mean, zero existence with the IRS. Oh, man. Get PPP money, bro. You know, well, that's because, you know, people were drafting these fake businesses, man. You know, people were, like you said, people were advertising on different social media platforms, word of mouth. And I even know that the people who were filling out these uh, loan applications to get this money, you know, some of them were knocking people over the head with how much they were charging them, bro. Right up. They were like, yo, I need 30% of that. Yep. So if you're getting 100,000, it's 30,000 bands, man. Crazy. Like some of these people were coming up and then some of these, and then the people who were doing this, they were smart, bro. Cause there's a part on the application that says, did you fill this out by yourself? Yep. They never, they never checked that box and put their name in that shit. They ain't stupid. So guess what? When the, when the federal when the federal court system come down on your ass, you can't point no finger at nobody. They're gonna be like, "Yo, their name ain't on this application." They coming for you. So that's on that's on you, homie. Just like when you have somebody when you have somebody else file your taxes, sometimes they don't put the fact that they actually filed the tax for you, the taxes for you. They put your name there. Yeah. How you would be held mm-hmm. liable if anything were to go down? It's the same concept. One hundred percent. So for anybody out there, if any program like this comes in the future or you know, there's a program to help businesses or whatever it may be. Be aware that when you're filling out these documents, even if you don't know how to fill them out, you're paying somebody to fill them out, which I don't, that's not a problem at all, but you need to read how you are liable. Understand how you're liable to this program. Because when that paperwork come back in the mail, when you, when you get that mail and it looks official, you open it up and you're like, oh shit, they saying I owe this much amount of money. Just like when people file your taxes and they don't put their name down there. And you get in a letter from IRS and they're asking you, okay, um, you're saying that you, you know, owned a machine factory making jeans. Uh, we want to see some business take some some business bank statements. You can't produce those, you're gonna be paying the IRS for quite an amount of time. And you know they're gonna so get they're they gonna get paid. Because you know they can, oh, they, no, can no, I, they can seize your assets. I mean, ain't oh, nobody man. winning that battle. Nobody. No, no, the, the IRS, the IRS, you don't want to fuck with them. Better ask Wesley Snipes. But man, listen, I, I I'm pretty sure that brother paid in blood, as well as future future generations of 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 money that he set aside for uh the money that he set aside for future generations. But I will tell you, man, don't you do not fuck with the IRS. You do not fuck with the IRS. You do not fuck with the IRS. The IRS is responsible for taking down some of America's most famous mobsters. Like Al nobody Cap- else could fuck with them. Al Capone, I believe, right? Al Capone was it? Yes, sir. It's the fucking IRS. Not gangsters, not so, killers. The IRS took them down. The IRS, bro. People took bloods, cribs of the IRS. I'm taking the IRS, bro. <laughs> the, the IRS, the IRS will cripple because, like you said, they can seize your assets. Yo, the IRS can freeze all the fucking money you have right now. You ain't logging into shit. You ain't taking no money out of nowhere. Those are some bad motherfuckers, man. So these are not people you need to get on their bad side. Everybody that you know, man, throughout this whole entire pandemic and this whole stimulus check process, it was somewhat surreal. You know, people had to pinch themselves a couple times to make sure they weren't in a dream. But at the same time, everybody keep in mind too, that there is no such thing as free money. My brother, there is no such thing as free money. And people don't get how it works. The more money they print, the bigger the IOU. And you know who's paying for it? Middle-class America, all of America, everybody. 
inflation. You know, we all know if you have, have, have you checked the gas prices lately? You know, yeah, that's that's an outcome of that. Have you checked how much it costs now? I remember the other day I was in Publix. Bro, no lie, man. I had two bags with $75. Yo, I swear Publix is more expensive than Whole Foods. But it's crazy. We're going to talk about that another time. Publix is literally hustling everybody. <laughs> like, Trust me, face. bro. Yeah, them, them bogos, that's a scam in itself, man. Because it didn't feel that's like it. Bro, it it don't feel like scam. it, bro. Trust oh me. Oh, my God. And have you seen the rent prices, the housing market? I mean, everything oh, has man. gone up. And so at the end of the day, we got to pay it back, whether it be through taxes or whether it be through inflation. They going to get it back. Or, or through both, right? Yeah. So I really think this, you brought up a really, really valuable point that people need to understand. Ain't nothing free in life. And guess what? If it's free to you, somebody had to pay for it. Yes, sir. Right. So with inflation and with all the various programs they're going to come up with to find a way to change the tax rate or the tax table and have us pay more taxes, this is going to be a response to all of this spending. We have current a current president in the White House. They are promoting a infrastructure bill which I think is worth $2 trillion or $3 trillion or whatever the number is, some high-ass number, of course. And I'm for some of the spending, but I also understand you cannot, just like you said before, you cannot just keep printing money and you can't keep printing money and hoping that the prices of everything stay the same. The value of our dollar is going down. And until we find a way to become a country that manufactures more, that has more of a world presence where people want our goods and where we're not importing so many goods. Like we need to find a way to put people back to work that highlights our ingenuity, that we create stuff, that we build stuff, that we export more things. But it's, you know, it's, it's really hard to, you're not going to get people to mail back no stimulus checks. That's not happening. You know, if you have people say, Hey man, let me choose between inflation or getting a stimulus check and buying this 80 inch television to hang up in my bathroom. Uh, they're going to get a stimulus check. No doubt. Right? Uh, 10 out of 10 times. You got to believe that. <laughs> bro. 10, 10 out, out of 10. 10, bro. And I'm talking about hanging up a TV with no cable. 10 <laughs> out of 10. <laughs> 10 out of 10 times. So for anybody who is into or who is new to investing, anything, anytime you invest, you want to get at least 3% of a return. Anything under 3%, you're actually losing money. When your money's just sitting in the bank, it's losing money. Now, that doesn't mean Modern Malcolm did not tell you to take all your money out your savings account and just go throw it on, on Dogecoin. No, I didn't say that. But as you educate yourself more and more about different ways to invest your money, understand that your return should be more than 3% because inflation, the value of our dollar goes down every single year. Technically, daily if you want to you know if you break it all the way down but roughly it's about three percent a year the overall value of a dollar compared to what it used to be in the 1900s in the 1920s we've we've lost 96 percent due to the inflation the, so it's valued at about 90? four cent what the 96 percent the dollar goes <sighs> down every single second bro and the more and more that they print of it it's the more and more it's going to cost you to buy the things that you normally used to buy so gas gonna cost a lot more. Your haircut's gonna cost a lot more. Going to the grocery store gonna cost a lot more. Everything yeah, that you buy, chicken, chicken wings at Magic City gonna cost, cost a lot more. Damn you better it, believe man. that. Better ask my man Lou Jeez. Williams. He know. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> Lou, Lou Will Wing special. 
And this man gets traded to the Hawks where he got in trouble in the first place. Bro, oh, yo, that gosh. is yo, that is God. That's called God's <laughs> grace. That's called God's grace. You know oh what I'm man. My man is that's out for here, another topic you know, for real. That's for another no, for, topic for man. real. But yo, my man is blessed. Shout out to Brother Lou. Now, with all of the stimulus money that you do have at your disposal, by this time, you may have spent a decent amount of it, but statistics do show that a large percentage of middle class earners or people who weren't people who weren't affected so much by the pandemic financially, they were able to sit on this money. And remember, they were also saving money because so many places were closed. So you still got to keep your job and you weren't spending as much money. So there are different things that you can use that money for to benefit you. Let's go through a few of those things now. Here we go. Resolution solutions. Number one, stimulate your own economy. Be intentional and purposeful about how you use your stimulus check. As tempting as it is, we really don't need an 80 inch television screen in the bathroom. We really don't need another set of rims on the car. Or six cars. We really don't. You know what I'm saying? We really don't need a, a fish tank by the front door. All right. Full of piranhas. So understand that this stimulus check is meant to stimulate the economy but stimulate your own economy find ways for that stimulus to be a benefit to you and not just to retailers uh, brick and mortar retailers and online retailers number two you can partner with like-minded people to start a business remember each person got thirty two hundred dollars if you partnered with three people three six nine you're talking about over ten thousand dollars there's a lot of things you can do with that money, right? Don't, don't, don't limit yourself and don't think that, you know, um, I own, you know, I, I, I only can, I only have to do something by myself. There are other avenues, other partnerships that you can make with people. You can literally turn that stimulus into a business. I always tell people all the time, you know, find ways to make money work for you as opposed to the other way around. You working for money and that's a good way to have oh, money sure. work for you for sure. And number three, begin your investment journey, whether it be through stocks, cryptocurrency, real estate, etc. Now is the time. Here's the thing about money. When you get money, you don't have to spend it right away. And this is a behavior pattern that a lot of us need to break out of. As soon as we get money, we have like this, a lot of us have this burning sensation and feel like we have to go spend it. You don't have to spend it. Let that money sit and come up with a plan for the money. Cause I can guarantee you the people who gave you the money, they had, they had a plan for you to just go spend that money. Bro. You know, when people get paid on Friday, that money can't even make it through the weekend. Bro. Be something else. Some people broke by Saturday night. It's crazy. Something's wrong with you that. Know, and it's like, it's, it, it's really our behavior pattern and believe it or not, the way products are marketed, the way services are marketed, it's really kind of designed that way. If, if you can't even make it through the weekend, chances are, we know you're going to keep your job. You, you're going to have to be enslaved to a job forever because you don't have the discipline to save money and have money make money for you. If the only way you make money is exchanging time for money, you'll never really have any money. You know, that, that's one of the old popular sayings, but it's so true. You don't really start making money until your money makes money, until you're making money in your sleep. That's the only way to really make money. There's only so many hours in a the day. There's only so many hours in a day and it's, and it's only one of you. So, the way that you're expected to work, you need to in turn look at your money and say, yo, you need to work for me. You need to literally learn how to flip the script. Lastly, what I want to say is whenever 
you hear somebody tell you about beginning your investment journey or linking up with people to start a business, a lot of people assume this is, you know, thousands and thousands of millions of dollars that need to be in your possession for it to take place. Not at all. Right. If you let's say you want to get into the stock market game, you can start with just buying one share of stock. If you just bought one share of stock, watched it for a few months and said, okay, this is something that I see a benefit in. And every three months you start buying a stock. And then as you start to earn more money, as you start to get more education, earn more money, you start buying more shares of stock in a shorter time frame. Wealth is built over time. And a lot of people think you need all of these, this a large sum of money to make a difference. The biggest difference you can make is making a difference in your own life. I'm gonna say it again. The biggest difference you can make is making a difference in your own life. It all starts with one. But if you never make a move, if you never take that first step, I can guarantee you zero plus zero will always equal zero. Man, that's that's deep, my brother. That's deep right there. You know, and there's a saying that goes, if you want to see a man hang himself, just give him the rope. You know, so man. I hope, I hope for a fact that everybody out there understands that, hey, we've been given that rope. Let's make sure not to hang ourselves and just definitely make sure that we use this rope to definitely build and climb for greater, greater things in the near future. So with all that being said, listen, bro, this was a very, very intriguing segment overall. I think it's so much information that people can use not only for personal gain, but as well as to start to create that community of like-minded people as we're always preaching that, you know, definitely linking up with people that you believe that want or do to do or accomplish, you know, similar things to definitely start to create those networks because that's how we can definitely prosper as a people, as a whole, as a community. And definitely that's what we all support 100%. Yes, sir. As always, we are greater when we appreciate that we need each other. No doubt. Thanks for tuning in. We out. Peace. Peace. Peace.